2: Find us on Facebook and Instagram at BOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation.
3: Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist and TNA superstar Kurt Angle. And you're listening to In the Room, the best top show that you can hear.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com, and, of course, all your favorite podcast platforms as well. I'm Brady Hicks, back from uh, my work trip in Las Vegas last week. So excited to be here. Thank you to Stroh Meister for holding down the fort and you guys all for contributing and helping out so much making this show uh, the success that it is. So thank you all for that. And uh, joining me once again, we have the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey Brady, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. You Get all that crazy out of you in uh, Vegas? It was insane. Uh, My boss introduced me to sake. Uh, Not good. (laughs) Oh. I I tried sushi. Oh my. I hated it, but sake is good. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here we are uh, We also have the one and only Maestro Professional Wrestling Papa Strauss. How you doing man?
3: Ah, great to be with you guys uh, as, as I'm talking to you guys I'm watching the screen the old footage from uh, Nicky Boy Ric Flair versus Tito Santana From yes. the World Albert Hall 1991
0: Talked about a classic feud right? Uh, amazing stuff it's Very yeah, cool
3: very, I miss those things man
0: uh, also joining us, the one and only, the Hacks, Patrick Hackett. What's going on, sir?
3: Pretty shit.
1: It is so great to have you back from Las Vegas. I cannot believe you don't like sake. My, I uh, love sake.
0: Sake was good.
1: Oh,
0: okay. uh, The other oh. stuff. The the, the, uh, the raw fish. Uh, sushi. Oh, the,
1: yeah.
0: Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh,
1: man. I love sushi. There's a couple good spots in Philly, too. Okay. Really good places.
0: Well, um, there's a there's a bait and tackle store down the shore. I plan to hit up now that I know I can eat sushi. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh man, uh, I had this <laughs> bottle of spicy sake
1: and I took it instead of cold medicine for several years.
3: It, mm. it worked wonders. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, that, you know that song from The Last Dragon? Siki siki Saki, Saki, su. I suck it to you. And I suck it to you.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> It was nuts. It, I, the, the sake was freely flowing until I saw that it was 16.5%, and I just like melted oh. right there. It was uh, a. <laughs> yeah. My boss kept pouring it. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Ah, And the voice of choice was there. Uh, Bruce Wirt, he was a. Uh, oh, cool. His company is a client of ours, so we get to work together, not just in this venture, but in the tech world as well, which is pretty cool. Uh <laughs> But he was there for my soccer experience. Yeah. So anyway, uh 338 is the number to call in tonight. Um, you know, there's a lot we can discuss. Uh, tonight is actually I, – I do want to get it off the bat right away. And uh, he's on hold. We're going to get to him later on. But today is um, – well, I guess not today, but this is Rat Boy's birthday week. And it's always such oh. a big deal for this guy. He's going to be 115 years old. Um, so, you know, we, we have to make sure to wish him a happy birthday. So right off the bat, happy birthday, Boy. It's right around 420. I, I feel like it's the 21st. I could be wrong about that. Um, so happy birthday to Radboy. Uh, Pat, you also had this incredible idea for a topic, which I think will be a lot of fun, uh, just talking about feuds. And, and obviously for those who are watching this on, on our YouTube right now, you can see the rock and mankind. So, uh. One of the great classic feuds from the Attitude Era. Um, they had such great chemistry, no matter what they did. Really
1: did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is wild because yeah. they're nothing alike.
1: No, and even looking at the picture, like, what in the world was Mankind's gimmick as You know, I'm yep. looking at this and I I remember it and I know what happened, and I'm like, what was the gimmick actually?
0: Yeah, he so, was um, yeah. yeah, he was like this like deranged whatever that uh yeah, the, wanted to be a suit.
3: I, yeah. I love the worm story he told, Jr. Oh
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> when he was a kid growing up. When the worms. kids made him
0: eat worms, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, I remember yeah. That
3: now. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I, the, the, the best part of that
0: interview. He's like uh, you know talking about how he wanted to be Shawn Michaels when he grew up, and then he looked at Jim Ross and he goes. That didn't exactly work out, did it, now, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fat. That.
1: That's okay. Man, I, I'll <laughs> talk, man. The cadence of his voice was just yeah. perfect.
0: Yeah. The, the reason
1: that this came up to me is I saw two things in my watch-through. So I don't sit and watch everything. I watch whatever people put in front of my face. So when people are sharing stuff a lot, I'm watching it, and I'm seeing what's going on with Sean Spears, with Wardlow, and MJF, and I'm seeing what's going on with Theory and Finn Balor. And it's just like, this is the two ways to make and unmake a person. Because, man, this, this feud with, with MJF and Wardlow, it's, there's so much history to it, yeah. and they're building it in just the right
0: way. It feels very, very old school. Well, one of the things I like about AEW is they're... Um, they're they're a, a weekly show that doesn't follow that weekly formula of, like, setting and resolving everything in, like, a week. Um, they they actually do drag the feuds out to their pay-per-views, which, by the way, happen every, what, three months? So they're quarterly as opposed to being once a month. Um, so it allows them to spread everything out. It allows them to build time. And even though I hate the whole gang mentality of that show where everybody's got to be in a gang – uh, and not, not everybody yeah. does by the way but most do most do um i love the fact that they actually give the feuds time to kind of grow you know and and and, and they kind of take it, it really is a throwback to like how wwf was in the 80s and the 90s and stuff where you know you might be feuding with somebody for 9 months before you really get that payoff big match and that was nice that was really nice back then yeah, yeah. Because you don't
1: have this 50-50 booking where Mm-mm. somebody wins, somebody loses, and they're constantly against each other. Now we're keeping MJF away from Wardlow, and, and it's working so well. And meanwhile, no one's going to remember this for theory at all. If this is supposed to be his kingmaker moment, no one's, all anyone's going to remember is the nonsense at Mania and that Vince McMahon is involved. And what are you doing to Finn Balor? Like, why? I know you don't want to release him because you know he'll be snapped up in a minute, and he is one of the few people who can really, really change the tide. I right. thought that Punk was the first person that could change the tide. And I think, you know, having Prince Devitt on AEW, um, especially if they're grabbing ROH's library, I mean, that's, that's a big move. And, and it's just we we were talking beforehand that if you don't get a hot prospect, an up-and-coming talent in the right in the right spot he has Balor has had no direction since coming back from injury he was red hot going into that Seth Rollins match gets hurt and it's just been
0: nothing for him yeah no it it totally sucks It, it totally sucks um I remember hearing a couple months ago uh back when Jeff Hardy was still with the company that the point in Jeff Hardy now at this point is just purely enhancement talent for whoever's the next. The, the, the bridge talent, if you will. You know, the guy yeah. that you face before you go on to that next level, and you inevitably be them. And that was Jeff Hardy. And when Jeff Hardy left, they pegged Finn Balor in that role, apparently. And it, it's so much the same. It, it's sad um, to waste the push that they gave him in NXT. And the goodwill that he had from that run when he was the Universal Champion, it's a shame because he's somebody that – he I, I put him – I don't know if everybody else does, but I kind of put him in that class with, like, Nakamura and Asuka and, like, um, talent that is being way underutilized where, like, NXT gave me the formula and they're just not doing anything with it, you know? they just They just don't follow up naturally on – the interest that these people do have, and it's a shame.
3: It, it really is a shame. If, if if they were smart, I mean, now the Edge has got the deal with uh, Damian Priest yeah. with uh, AJ Styles. Either either a, they could uh, team Finn Balor with AJ to take on Edge's faction. Yeah. Or two, have Finn join join Edge's faction, give his yeah. life. Yeah,
1: have him bring the demon out more often. I mean, it, mm-hmm. just, it feels like he's always missed that one spot, and it might have been because he got hurt at literally the most inopportune time in his career when he was red hot and probably was going to enter into a feud with Seth Rollins that we'd probably be raving about years later because, I mean, those two can go like nobody's business.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a shame. It is. Um. So, so as far as, like, Finn Balor – and, and, and here's the thing with him, like obviously he had the U.S. title, whatever. Um, he, the way they, the way they look at that mid-card title, I, I've always thought it so wonky. You know, like whoever the champion is, they're giving them a push, and then they halt that push to give somebody else a push out of nowhere. It's the weirdest thing. They don't, they don't. It, it, it's almost like they don't know how to manage multiple belt? stars at once. It's really weird. A belt, whatever. Like Damien Priest, they were behind that guy. He was a, he was a long reigning champion. Um, the people actually cared about him, and it's like they just killed that, losing to this guy Finn Balor, who had basically done nothing since he'd been back on the main roster. Um, now Finn Balor loses the title, and they got their new plaything for however long it is. Uh, you know um, what's his name? Theory. I to type. Theory. Yeah. Just, just I want to theory. say Tyson. I always want to say I mean That's fine. I don't
1: think it matters much. Um, he, it's he, he, just a problem. He,
0: it doesn't matter.
1: It no. Yeah, yeah. What What does matter? There's nothing to draw my eyeballs there. Now, I'm, I'm intrigued with Edge and Priest. Um, You know, Damian Priest had a big following here in the yeah. room before he went. Uh, a lot of people kind of seeing him as the next one. I don't personally see it, but I'm wrong all the time. Um, but, a like, superstar. why?
0: Yeah. I think he, am I, I, What am
1: I tuning in? What am I tuning yeah. in for? What's there to watch? Like, I can get the good stuff of KO and Ezekiel in this 10 minute clip off of TikTok or Instagram. I don't need to watch a the show. There's nothing to get me invested in. Like, right after WrestleMania, it just feels. There's nothing there. And who has a feud? I guess Edge and AJ a little bit. I think we could see that go completely, places.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, your undisputed champion doesn't have a feud. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird when you're heading into a pay-per-view? Uh, you know, one week was Nakamura, the next week it's like, what, nobody? Like, okay. I, I don't know. It just The whole thing is weird. Um, maybe maybe we're just waiting for the return of Bad Bunny to, to set things right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think um, they spend so much season. time. What's that? It's rabbit season. Rabbit uh, Bad right, Bunny. Right.
3: Get it. That's the perfect time. for time. get it. To get it. it. Yeah. That's right. The feral. It's not duck season, right? Yeah.
0: It's not duck I, uh, <laughs> I, um. Hunt and rabbit. Hunt and rabbit. I, um. They spend so much time building toward Wrestlemania that they don't know that they actually thought about what they'd do after Wrestlemania was over. <laughs> Wrestlemania was good. It was a good show, but you want to follow-up. This is a year-round product. This is, And it's not like it's something new, like, oh, God, this year we're going to go we'll go we'll go year-round for the first time. Like, No. They've been doing this for 45 years, 50 years, whatever. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And then you... You swing it over and
1: you check out what's going on in AEW. You see what's going on in Impact, you know, although you were saying, like, it's all sorts of gang warfare, but <laughs> yeah. you have the Bullet Club splitting up it in Impact. You have all these hot feuds going on in AEW. And even if it's not a long standing feud, they make it feel important and make it feel special for the time that there is. Um, I just I don't see any of these great long-term storylines. Like, how many times did we see Brock Lesnar and Roman? And did, at any point in time, was there a story behind it other than Brock wants title? And then a little bit, they, they tempered in the little story with Heyman. With Heyman, yeah. But, it's yeah, and, as, for yeah. the most part, it's just these are our two biggest yeah. stars, and they fight each other every single
0: month. Just watching, you're right. And and there's no feuds. You're You're right. Um I'm I'm hoping and this was kind of an undercard thing, but you know, to just kinda of look at yeah. the roster. Uh I'm hoping that Magcap Moss and Baron Corbin are gonna have a good feud. Uh I'm hoping. I still don't quite get why they broke them up, but um no, I'm I I, I have hope there because I think Magcap is talented and certainly Baron Corbin's very good at what he does. Uh although I did, like, down on his luck, Baron Corbin the best out yeah, of everyone. That, was, that was amazing. That was incredible. Um, trying to think over on Raw, what good feuds. I mean, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley are going to be good, I guess. Uh, there's rumor that Rhea is going to join up with Edge and a and, um, uh, yeah. big guy. Uh, She'd, be a She'd be a
3: good fit. I think fit. so.
0: I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a natural progression, you know. I think it's people want to see that kind of stuff, you know.
3: Yeah. A little you more intimidating. Everybody in <laughs> that flick, Damian Priest, Ed, yeah. and, and if Ray joins the world, they're all tall and intimidating.
0: Right. Yeah. And and yeah. Liv will be good in that role because she's really good in there against the monster that just throws her around, and you know she never gives up, but you never take her seriously winning. And I think she's good in that role.
1: Really wish they would take her seriously. Winning, I think she's me a marketable star. Absolutely,
0: me too. Yes. Yeah, I mean uh, the difference between her Alexa, her and Alexa Bliss is a push, basically. I think. And who
1: knows when Alexa's gonna come back,
0: if ever, if ever at this point? I mean, you know, usually when the talent starts getting um, disappointed. With, and, and when that leaks to the newsletters, the dirt sheets, like, you know, it, it's bad. I, I don't think that's something that they would, like, leak as, like, a fake thing just to work people. I, I, I'm i pretty sure that – I mean, uh, well, we've been talking about it for months, you know, how disappointed she's got to be with everything. It sucks. It, it's stupid, and um, there's so much better writing. I never understood and, – and, and I've talked to writers with the company before and stuff, but, yeah. like, I've never understood – The writer can't come up with ideas for the talent, and that's their job. Why is that the talent's fault? Like, I understand if they give them nothing, nothing to work with, never want to do anything. I I get that. But if it purely is a creative thing where they can't come up with plain plum can't – I could sit here tonight and spend these two hours coming up with storylines for the entire roster. I guarantee you I could. In fact, we should maybe some do
2: that. Doing at some that point.
0: with
1: with the twenty four seven is drawing out these intricate feuds and storylines, right. And nobody's noticing it's happening. And it's like there was a double wedding that featured four title changes, and then the one of the brides ran off with someone who wasn't involved. And I'm like, fun <laughs> yeah. storytelling. Yeah, That's the balance they have to strike is between like fun and ridiculous and serious, and uh, this has gone too far, you know, like we saw often with the home invasion angles where it's just like, all right, that's a bridge too far, and now things are very serious, and we have to fight.
3: Our truth makes gold of any segment. He's such a national treasure. He's
4: amazing. He's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: like a cat, dude has nine lives. He just reinvents himself at every point in time. And just underappreciated all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: I was just remembering little Jimmy the other day, how great that was. When oh, he's got okay. his little former, invisible sidekick. Former tag team
1: champion, little well, Jimmy. Yeah. No, it's a different
0: crazy. little Jimmy, right?
4: Did he win the tag title with the invisible I think friend? I he did. I'm not sure.
0: He might have. He I might know have.
1: that a toddler or, or a referee's kid won them with Ron. I do remember yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that, was yeah. Definitely, yeah.
0: that definitely happened. Yeah. Yeah. That that definitely happened. Nine one four. you control were, your... Your narrative, yeah. There's no worry about Control what creative narrative. has for you because you're controlling right. your narrative. I, I guarantee you that whoever wrote that wedding segment, whoever's been doing the 24/7 stuff, that probably is some lowly writer that nobody takes seriously. Yep,
3: and, absolutely, hundred
0: percent. Yeah, like, this is your this thing. Good ideas. This is your thing, and 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 this is their this is their magnum opus. You know, like this is yeah. Their, yeah. their life's work. And then once it catches enough attention, this is the cycle. Cat- Kathy, it's like a star. You know how a star is, like, young and it grows and it, it gets bloated and then it explodes and that—that This writer, you know, they put their heart and their soul into this, like, tistling angle, you know, that like, doesn't mean anything to anybody. And it's going to catch somebody's attention. They'll give them something more important. They'll be disappointed with what they come up with, even if it's somewhat good, and they'll let them go. That, that's the way it's going to go. It happened how many times during the pandemic where you'd hear some writer got let go who was responsible for like this uh, this angle or that angle and said, like, hey, that was like pretty good what they came up with. I, I don't get it. Um, one in particular that always struck me and like a lot of people kind of groan when I say it, but like the whole Lashley, Lana, uh, Liv Morgan, all that stuff when they were doing that, um, that was at least good invested writing. You know, it, it may not have contributed a whole lot to like the actual wrestling, uh, by the way, it also gave us uh, Rusev doing a side headlock takedown in the middle of a restaurant, which was pretty amazing, uh, <laughs> during a brawl. Uh <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I, that was good writing, I thought, you know, and they let that person go. Because, like, the next thing that they came up with, they weren't that keen on. It's a shame. You know why you've got all these other writers with tenure who can't come up with ideas for people? 914 338 1885 is the number to call in. Uh, actually, let's real quick, we'll go to Ratboy. We'll see what he has to say because it is his birthday coming up. How you doing, Ratboy?
4: Oh, man. You know, this is going so good, great. Good to
0: help. Good
4: Yep. I'm 58, man, and I know I still sure got to be in the ring one more time because You're I saw this letter in the ring. But Jay Yeah and that guy... Is not you're crazy. not Ric Flair. You're, you're I not know. Ric Flair.
0: No. I know. I saw a video You know the last time David Flair. Like, let's settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, you know the last time Rap you Boy was in the ring, he got, by a, he got slammed by a seven-foot guy, and he broke his shoulder and almost died on the operating table. That's... uh Gross. And I'm not, not even exaggerating. Am I exaggerating any of that, Rap boy? He... He saw visions of heaven, like where he thought he died, and then he came back. Hmm. He had shoes like, everywhere, right, oh, right. boy? It
4: happened uh, hmm. back in 2011. Chokeslam by uh, was it Southern and, Justice? And, uh, after the Superfly, I put that cake in my face. No put it that
0: Justice. way. Was, was it, who, who was it that chokeslammed you? Was it Southern Justice? Yes. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. It's like a seven-foot-tall indie guy.
4: It, who did not help Rap Boy
0: down at all when he threw him. I don't mean to laugh at your Yeah, it was my career was in my career
4: went downhill. Never
0: again. Never again. And that's probably for the best, yeah, Rapboy.
4: But... <laughs> You're talking about this show, a double wedding last night, okay? Kathy,
0: were you, Kathy, were you there when, when Rapboy separated your shoulder? Was it at I think was. Yeah. Yeah. It was the old Penn building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Rapboy.
4: When you talk about this double wedding, but how about the true weddings, Like, like, Corn Mother got married, married, um, Alexa Blitz got married. You saw the video of Alexa Blitz, uh, wedding? I
0: did. I did and it with something the whole special. Thing. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I made my peace with it.
4: That's, probably, so that's probably why they said they're going to have a double wedding on... On more last night. I liked it. It was funny. It, it, you know, it, it, I mean, you like the double wedding? It, it, okay. It, I thought R.C. was going to get that belt. He will. I, when I, it's all said and done, use, it'll I, come I, back I, to him. But well, is that, yes. yeah. R.C. says at the beginning the belt is off limits. But look what happened. It got out of mm. hand. Repo,
0: okay. what's
4: your favorite what feud in WWE? My favorite feud?
0: Yeah. Oh, right man. now. Not all time. Right
4: now. All time. All time it's has gotta to be the, the Macho 24- Man
0: and Jake the Snake, by the way. Amazing. No, feud. no, no.
4: no, no. <clears throat> it's got to be when they started the 24-7 belt again. Uh, that's the best feud. You know, you, you don't know who's going to get it. You, it 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 keeps you it keeps you up there, you know. Who, 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 who's I'm crying
0: out of disgust. It's, it's, just, funny, it's not a it's feud, Ratboy. It. And it's not huh? current. I asked you for a current feud, and you gave me a non-feud that isn't current. You literally <laughs> did the opposite of what I asked.
4: I know. I I love it when I do that kind of stuff. The best dude I, I I really but like was help um, you on the way down from a
1: choke slam. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> He's like I'm gonna, yeah, see, yeah, right. gonna see if Rats land on this. No, oh, <laughs> I know. the best
4: dude I ever seen. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's gotta it's it's gotta it 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 has got to be Hulk Codium versus Andre, uh, Andre the Giant. <laughs> Andre the Giant
0: All right, Randley. What are you doing for your birthday?
4: Andre Giant and Big John What are you doing for your birthday? No, the Battle of the Giants. Yeah. What? What are you
0: doing for your birthday, Rat I'm not sure yet. Anything special? You going to parks? Yeah, bro. Rat Boy, I not saw your real. buddy the other day. I saw your buddy hey. the other day when I was in Las Vegas. Give me heart. Who? Give really? me heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, master the sound. He's like a celebrity at those things. All those nerds line up to meet him. I know. I don't yeah. know how
4: he does it. You know, he he he's got it, man. You know, he he, he doesn't he's do podcasts yeah, how He he's does got it. it. <laughs> he got it, man. He got it.
0: All right, right boy.
4: Okay, okay. Uh, there's another thing I got to tell you.
0: Uh, it like so was
4: it today, okay. <laughs> Your boy Tommy for is yeah. going to have uh, his uh, 80 80 Kong, okay. I don't know why he did put him in the 80. I don't know friend. why. Yeah, Alberto Del Rio is going to be there. Yeah, Del the Rio is going to be there. Roberto better Rio. Okay. He's not from the 80s. No, he's not. He's
3: not from
4: the 80s. No. He's you know, I don't know why he got him for, you know?
3: Looks
1: like he's from
4: the 80s. <clears throat> he does. He does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Brie, thank you for the, for the cat on the motorcycle.
0: That's, I love it. It's a happy birthday gift. You yeah, had no problem, rat boy.
3: No problem.
4: Yeah, it is April. It is April twenty first. My birthday. You know, Thursday. You know. Yep.
3: Yep.
4: I've been ha- i well, hanging in, in a lot. Oh yeah. Have fun with it. I, I am yeah. gonna have fun with it. I I, yep. I-, I- I'll be celebrating on Facebook all-, all day and all night long. How's that?
0: That sounds horrible. That's like the worst way to spend your birthday. I'll
4: be playing playing <laughs> mostly all kind of i music and all, you know? Like Korn cool again, back yeah. going back to the 80s and you know, all, 80s, 70s. A little bit of country okay. in there. From
1: a right. Del Rio.
0: He's
4: <laughs> all over the place tonight. Yeah, yeah maybe a video of Del Rio trying to sing sing
0: happy birthday, you know. That boy, I'm talking to you, and, like, I was full of energy. Now it feels like it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and I I think it's got to be you. No, it's
4: not me. I'm going to put put a prediction out there right now, okay? Okay, all right. Before before the summer is out. Before the summer is out, okay? I'm going to say that the return to the WWE is no other than Dean Ambrose. Wow. Okay, if it happens, if it happens, then you're going to see. I mean, it could happen, but. At WrestleMania.
0: I don't think it's likely. Shield versus Shield versus Shield. I feel
4: like they did that
0: to death before.
4: Yeah, like it's it's I, would be right
0: that. I would be alright if John Moxley came back to WWF and WWE and they never once mentioned the Shield. I'd be fine with that. I feel like they're each doing their own thing now.
1: And honestly, I, mean, I never see really, them again yeah. until the Hall of Fame ceremony. It could like, be. Legitimately. It I don't think we really see the three of them together until then. Yeah. I think that Moxley is never going to be happy in WWE, and I don't think his wife was happy in WWE. It doesn't seem like that, it. That they're going to stay out there on the road. I mean, it's clear that it's not like, you know, it, it used to be where if you're in one company and, and not in the other, that you're not, like, touring in the same areas. Like, yeah. you hear stories about, um, like, Taker shared at, at the Hall of Fame where um, he ran into Andre, when Andre wasn't working with WWE, and he was, or vice versa. Like, that's when you ran into people from the other companies.
3: Yeah. Everybody's yeah.
1: still social. They all have social media. You saw um, the pictures from Alexa Bliss's wedding. It's people from a billion different companies. Right. That's I, what it I is, just, yeah. There's people who aren't going to be happy there. And I saw terrible rumor today that the revival would go back to WWE. I don't think they should. And, and I honestly –
0: I mean – They'd have to back the bridge truck up and give them some yeah. significant creative control. I think they wanted to uh, hit up New Japan before anything. I, that that seemed sure. to be where they were. They're red hot. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they are. They're getting triple A. Yeah, and uh, yeah.
1: Brett Hart's yeah. managing them up here in
0: New England, fulfilling a lifelong dream for those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the next guy to jump will probably be Jericho. I, I, and and I my, just, minus one of the younger guys. Yeah, I mean, I could certainly see. Um, probably not Joey Janela, but I, I think um, I could certainly see. I don't know. I, mean, I could yeah. see Brian Pillman's kid going. There's oh. a lot of young. I, honestly, I could see Sonny Kiss going. I, I feel like there's a lot that they could do with like that. You know, not, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. Like I'm calling him yes. a that. That's not what I meant. Um, no, no, I know. I, I, I just with mean with that angle. Exactly. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of a uh, lot, lot they could work with there. So, thank you for the call, Ratboy, and uh, happy, happy birthday. to Oh, okay. oh, oh. Many, oh. many, if you, many vanilla. If you, if you hang on, Rapboy, maybe I'll bring you on later, but uh, not right now. Okay. 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 Right. I hang, hang on. on. Or you could hang on, and I don't bring you on. So we'll see. It's a mixed bag. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there, there's, um, yeah. I could definitely see Jericho go going back at some point. Um, honestly, he might be the only guy that could kind of flip back and forth between the two, and nobody would really so he, care. He has enough good, good grace with Vince built up. Yeah, and enough friends yeah. in the company.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a guy who who didn't burn any bridges. Um, I can't believe I've been watching Chris Jericho wrestle like most of my life. I know. That astounds me to think about, you know, watching him. He was young when he was – I remember getting him in tapes, like tape trading, getting him in New Japan stuff back in the
0: day. Yeah, yeah.
1: a Thrill thrill Seekers tag team match on a tape for me and astounded. (laughs) I
0: remember reading about him in the magazine, like, teaming with Lance Storm, you know? Like, funny, funny. I remember the first time I saw him in ECW, I was like, oh, so that's what that guy looks like. You know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Pretty cool pretty cool. Oh, man. What
1: what feud do you think made him?
0: Jericho? Yeah, oh, I was man. thinking about this. Um
1: Malenko and WCW, is that kind of like what we saw what he could actually
0: yes. be? That was what yeah. I that was the first one I thought, Malenko, unless you want to throw in like the one-sided Goldberg feud that didn't really yeah. happen cuz he yeah. kind of carried that for a couple months and it never happened <laughs> in front of us. Uh Yeah, I would say Malenko. I would say Malenko. And then I would say here in the WWF or WWE. I I say here like I'm there. um, Probably Benoit or Triple H, I would think.
1: Yeah, that would be my One of those two. It's really sad when I was thinking about so many of my favorite feuds and the terrible family murderer was in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's a part of history. yeah.
1: Pat McAfee that dipping, is. His,
0: dipping his toe in the water.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, he referenced – I forgot who he called. Said somebody was like a rabid wolverine. I was like, yeah. Oh,
0: really? Oh. Yeah. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pat McAfee is the most over person
0: on the roster. I, You know, I figured it out what I don't like about him. It, it just hit me because I was watching um, – that WWE Evil on Peacock for the first time. Yeah. And obviously the first one wasn't the best because that was Hulk Hogan, so it just turned into a glorified Hulk Hogan and what went wrong with WCW, uh, which has been done to death. Um, But during that broadcast, they showed a few times they showed Mark Madden. And it hit me. Pat McAfee is Mark Madden, and that's why I hate him. I can see that. I mean, they're from the same area, too. They're both gay they yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, obviously, Mark Madden is, like, heavy and, like, kind of obnoxious with, like, the way he dresses and stuff. But yeah. Pat McAfee, what was he doing on Friday SmackDown that I actually, I fast-forwarded it until he was done talking? Was when uh, he's screaming Stupendous, and they're show, oh, they're showing stats for WrestleMania. Stupendous! Stupendous this! And Stupendous, I hate him! I hate them. I'd rather listen to Rap Boy on commentary.
1: Oh, man. You should make what that you? a Patreon feature. You, you'd get, a, like, a classic match and just have Rap Boy do commentary over it.
0: We should. We should. That'd be funny. But you know what? Whoever did commentary with him, it would get old really fast.
1: I mean, you just let him Joey Styles it, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, just just
4: do him? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: No, no one to bounce off of. Just we Joey could probably...
0: Styles it. you. probably... Yeah, we could could probably stream it over um, Zoom and, like, do it live, like, uh, you know. (laughs) Did Um, you hear that,
4: Sean? That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. But I think we should do something, like, advanced. Like, give them, like, Osprey and uh, Ricochet or something. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't give them the 24-7 title. I would do – yeah. That'd be great. That that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay White against uh yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll have <laughs> fun <of> with <that. laughs> uh, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Yeah, so as far as feuds go, Pat, I, I I mean it's bad, but like there's nothing that really comes to mind. You Nothing know, right now. No. Um, the, the tag title thing surrounding unification—that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, Riddle and Randy Orton are really feeling like a team now. I I I got a feeling that this is the beginning of the end for them. It has to be. This is, this yeah. is the longest Randy Orton hasn't betrayed
3: someone.
0: <laughs> right? Exactly. You know i like, and how's he going to do it? Is he going to set Riddle's house on fire like he did with Bray Wyatt or what? Like, you know, he doesn't just leave somebody, you know. He has to murder their family. No, that he's was wrong. I'm sorry. He's
1: the of professional yeah. wrestling. <laughs> exactly. He, 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 exactly. He's going to write the best breakup song. Uh,
0: yeah, we'll still be talking about it 30 years later. He just smashes all of Riddle's bongs. Just goes crazy. Yeah. All Riddle's got to do to see it coming is watch that episode of Evil. It's right there for him. Yeah.
1: Listen, Riddle, I'll, I'll tip you off. Go back and watch Raw, and if they ever cut to Randy Orton when you're doing something in the ring, it's about to happen.
0: <laughs> right. I think he's literally, he's literally the only person to stand facing away from Randy Orton with a goofy smile well, you just know Randy Orton's not going to RKO him. It's the first yeah, but he time has ever. To eventually, eventually, he just, eventually, he has yeah has There's rules. Yeah, yeah. I just hope it's out of nowhere and not like not like they build to it to where it's this predictable thing,
1: like the list to Jericho. Yeah. With,
0: yeah, with
1: Owens, which is yeah. one of now that, that's a hell of a feud that paid off in an opener. Amazing. Media.
0: They're still <laughs> referencing each other. That's how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. God, what a feud and, and what amazing <laughs> writing for that.
0: That yeah. might have been
1: one of the last really truly great feuds that yeah. they had. Like why is my name on it? Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um oh, I hope I hope they get something for Tommaso, I hope they get him in a in a good like starting feud. Yeah, We're you're going wrong now, right? Yeah, he's on Raw. They're talking about him getting in with Edge's faction. I just don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, he's such no. a talented
3: guy.
0: <clears throat> Here's the problem, and like, cause he's forty, you know. Yeah. And I, as much, and I love the guy. Believe me, like I, he actually is one of the few people that didn't forget about me when he left to go to WWE, which is crazy. Um, I, I guess like I that I love the guy. I talk with him pretty frequently. And he'll be the first one to tell you, like, he's not AJ Styles, so he's not going to be that 40-year-old that's transcending everybody, you know. He um, he had a good thing in NXT, working with those young guys and uh, being a household name. Even the last couple of years of, like, regular NXT, it was just a really sweet spot. And now that he's on this main roster, he is he's going to become a bridge guy. He's going to become yeah. the guy that you face, that you beat, in order to get into that next level. And that's a shame. Um, he said for years he didn't even want to go to the main roster, like on those interviews and everything, because like for just that reason, like he just he, he you you know it's a good spot for him. It's a shame. It, it's yeah. I I he, wish he, I could go. He needs a partner, you know. He needs they uh, he needs to find Johnny that opening. Back.
4: Just
1: bring Johnny back.
0: That would be great. They were over.
1: Oh, so over. Yeah. They can be over. They have enough experience that they can make that transition. Mm-hmm.
4: You know?
0: Do you remember when they used to do the glorious stuff with Bobby Roode and they'd have DIY, yeah. like, in the yeah. men's room or whatever, and they'd be yeah. playing that kind of stuff? If that had made it to the main roster, those three would have been bigger than Kai and Tai in their prime. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: yeah. You
0: know? It would have been and
1: cool. I mean, Talking about how that, that Jericho KO feud was influential. Um, yeah. When when Johnny <laughs> looked at Tommaso and then took the television down of their apartment. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs>
4: They're so
1: good. They're so good. And honestly, right. two of the nicest people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Just amazing, respectful yeah. guys. And yeah. even yeah. though they were both new, that they were headed off to bigger things. Didn't big time anyone. And just you want to see them succeed. You exactly. And, yeah. And that's why you need a good feud. You need somebody to help. And the chemistry has to be there. Because I remember there's been so many feuds that you've seen, and people just, they're not clicking
0: in the ring, and it just doesn't work. You know, as I watch NXT, and like really with Tommaso leaving, that's the end of the last guys that like I was invested in, in that yeah. brand. You know, Gargano, the way all that stuff was great, he's gone. Obviously, Adam Cole's gone. All those guys that, you know, he was running around with are gone. Now Tommaso's gone. Um, I'm perilously close to not paying attention to NXT anymore. It's also going on
1: when we are here. So every now and then, like, I'll be scrolling through and looking for stuff to talk about, and something absurd will happen on NXT, like the the sleeping woman getting
0: kidnapped. Right. Yeah. Right or or Rick Steiner getting kidnapped or uh, Joe Gacy's a highlight. I will I will say Joe Gacy's a highlight for me. Yeah. And again, there's that personal connection, but my God, talk about like you can tell that he put so much thought into that, and that's above and beyond what any writer came up for him. Came yes, up 100 percent.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So,
0: I'm uh, I'm on board with that. But by and large, no, nah, I, NXT, I, yeah. I'm real close to just reading the recaps on this.
3: That's
1: what I do. Um, it yeah. just doesn't There's not enough that I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta,
0: I gotta tune into this.
3: Right. Right. It's a
0: shame, but it is what it is. So, uh, Stro, any, um, any feuds kind of jumped out at you the last couple of years?
3: Oh gosh. Put um... you
0: on the spot there. That's what I do.
3: I really thought the Randy Orton Triple H tree was really good.
0: The one where he broke into his house and, like, apparently, like, where Triple H broke into Randy Orton's house and he had, like, 30,000 people working there as, like, staff and Triple H is just going around throwing everybody around and stuff. That was (laughs) I I know they did
3: a lot and, you know, they did angle with Stephanie, too.
0: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. See it again. We are.
3: yeah, we
1: appreciate Randy Orton for what he is. I, I didn't when I was get, younger.
0: I yeah. do you now.
1: Yeah, as we yeah. get further away, and we're like, man, this is one of the all timers that we've been yeah. so lucky to see. Because how many transcendent feuds ha- has he been through? Like the whole Legend Killer thing. Right. Um.
0: Even even the one with Wyatt was really well done. And it, you're right. You're right. And, and the not, was not terrible, but the feud was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was just a failure to execute in the end. But, I mean, as far as, like, their input and making it, like, a memorable thing. Randy Orton, if you would have told me in 2008 everything that Randy Orton would mean, I would have said you were nuts. Um, They did a really – and they were really smart about it even from early on with Randy Orton. Like, they always kept him, like, on that brand with, like, Triple H and Batista and those guys. But, like, they always kept him separate from John Cena until they brought them together. When they were both, like, the top of their brand, and they had a feud uh, to the point where people were bitching because they always fought. They fought for, like, basically, like, five years straight, just constantly feuding, you know? And, like, looking back, like, it was amazing to see those two guys at the top of their game, the top babyface, the top heel, just always banging heads, you know? And, And it was, like... There was never, like, a clear-cut winner in spite of how dominant John Cena was. Randy Orton always – and that was pretty cool to see. Um, he transitioned, obviously. The Bray Wyatt stuff was really good um, a couple times, actually. Uh, he did the, the the feud with Brock Lesnar. I remember that was kind of memorable just because Brock beat the crap out of him, basically. Uh, but Randy Orton would still always kind of come back and get that, like, RKO out of nowhere – um, yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely is somebody that I think I didn't appreciate when I was younger, that, like, now I see what he was doing, and I think, like, wow, like, they evolved him, he, he was a prickly started, and, I don't know, he was a different, he was a lovable prick at the end, I guess.
1: I think we all love them. I still think there's many people he might have defecated in their bags that
0: oh, aren't oh, too fond of him. Definitely. I mean, I didn't yeah. share a locker room with him. That's why I can love him.
1: Yeah. I like the idea of Randy. Yeah, I do too. I oh, do man. too. Papa Show, sure, do you have anybody that you feuded with that you really, really remember that was something that like was a trademark part of your career?
3: Oh God. That's
0: a great question.
3: Yeah. Um, Quite a bit actually. Um well obviously WCW, uh the one of the most notable had it been Ernest the Cat Miller. Yeah. Yeah, we we had got the really good thing going. Um there as a matter of fact there's even talks even after the, the James Brown appearance we had that uh uh vanilla ice was talked about making the next appearance for the next pay per view. Right. So it was, cool oh, was kinda of, it was gonna be kinda of like a celebrity type thing with us, right? You know what I mean? We're
4: yeah which yeah.
3: celebrity would show up next, but um Rob Van Dam, I'd, I'd say uh we had a a series of great matches pre E C. W, pre W C W.
4: It's my old strip club and, party.
3: Sorry. And he uh <laughs> man and the matches we had were just amazing. We had uh we yeah. even went an hour one hour one time. And, um, it's like, uh, he was one of those guys kind of like, you know, you meet someone that, you know, on the same niche as you, kind of like, you know, Flare, Steamboat, Fred yeah. John, you know, they couldn't get along, they, they create magic together when they're in a the ring, right?
0: That so, guy was like, a chameleon, you know, like, he could blend with anybody, like, flawlessly. Right. Yeah, and you I'm were, you were a unique style, also. Yeah, no, that's cool, yeah. that's cool. Can we, um... Yeah. Can we talk about the feud that never happened, that that should have and almost did, uh, the, the 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 Maestro versus Hulk Hogan? How amazing that would have yeah. been!
3: Oh man, it, it was it was on its way. It really was. And yeah, matter, who matter killed fact, who killed that? that was, Vince Russo? No, well, uh, it's just um, uh, I'm sure Bischoff would have would have given it a go, but yeah, yeah, but when yeah. Bischoff. We had like a new boss every. Yeah. On himself, right. You know, you know. what I mean. Yeah. yeah oh, and I just, hear
4: you.
1: I hear you. you know, I can imagine that being the day to day of my life. Like I think about you and and everybody in the locker room back then, and I would be like, if you walked into work every day right now and you shoot jobs and you're like, there's a different person telling you what to do, you right. would just it'd be hard to function as this human being. Exactly. I remember Regal and and I hang
3: in the locker room, find out what we're going to do, and the board would go up and down like five or six times of the schedule. And we're just like, okay.
0: (laughs) 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 But you and Hulk would have been amazing uh, because, like, he had, had, like, kind of underrated feuds that never got to play out again, like that they would start. And then, like, like Billy Kidman, the Hulk Hogan-Billy Kidman thing, that was, like, a highlight of, like, toward the NWCW, but, like, you're another one where, had they had they put that together and actually done a pay-per-view or even a series of shows, um, mm. man, like, I'm not saying you're not famous, Joe, but that would have, like, put you on the map.
3: Well, he, he wanted to do it, actually. He was all for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, yeah, and I, I was excited about the whole, like, concept, because it, it was, kind of like, a, cause he, he, he considered me, like, a throwback from the old days. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: for sure. Well, you're a shooter, so.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, for example, like you know, the the DBI season, and all that—that that, that you know, the great villains that could actually wrestle. Yeah, know,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, just look at the family, you know.
3: Mhm.
0: Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh yeah.
3: Look at it. Would you
0: take that match right now if he came out of retirement? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. I'd, I'd work with him any day to week. Same with Flair.
0: I always say I, I – um, You
3: see Flair and uh, Jay Lethal. Yeah. Having a workout <laughs> session. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow.
0: Pretty cool. Pretty cool.
1: And that Rick Flair, one day we're going to find out about the Faustian pact he made. could just be here and survive everything he survived. And, like, still still can probably work circles, definitely around Rap Boy, Probably you know (laughs) me and Brady as well. I would think. I would think. Yeah, just get in there and tear it up. And like, man, I don't seem be able to walk when I'm his age, and I have not nearly as many bumps on my bump cart as. And no helicopter crashes here.
0: And that's to say, and that's to say nothing for all the extracurricular stuff where I'm in bed and he's uh, he's out uh... (laughs) of extracurricular activities. Good for him. Good for him. Giving out his um. Baltimore Marriott room number, you know.
3: You, you see yeah. that that wrestling documentary where uh, Terrence Stamp was jumping up and down the trampoline and yeah. and, and Terry Funk kept trying to give him the referee's last match. Yeah. Terrence, it's my last match. <laughs> I gotta have you there.
0: <laughs> this is my last match.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, this Pat, was I in a Brett this okay.
3: was doing Bret Hart. Okay. Doing Bret. I yeah.
0: vaguely remember that, yeah. Pat, I know you got to get out of here, but uh, did you have yeah, anything man. on the way out? No, what a what a fun
1: show it was tonight. I, I <laughs> love talking about stuff like fun. this. It's a yeah. good time, and you know I hope you have the uh, terrific second half and talk to Boys some more.
0: Oh I yeah, I saw a
1: sign uh, the last show I went to just said Rap Boy equals ratings, so you know, go for it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> ratings as in like yeah. yeah. Like the Puppy Bowl so TV, always goes well. TVMA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, take care, man. And uh, you what we're going to do they right now, back. what we're going to do right now, we're going to take that commercial break on the other side. We're going to open up the phone lines to you guys, 914-338-1885. It's in the room of the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back.
2: Hey, this is a Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
0: Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday... 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. that Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. .com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling
0: Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stroh Maestro, Cassie Fist, Matt Grimm.
4: And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. What?
3: I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then an uh, nothing to get pregnant either.
0: Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous.
1: We were getting into, like, snuff
4: film territory there.
0: In the room.
1: 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation.
2: Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian, Knobs nah, here. You get you get getting nasty.
1: VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer, Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hick; and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Stiles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio
2: Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter,
0: at VOC Bill
2: Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50
0: years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an L.A. champion.
2: Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time.
0: Mr. Lackier, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno you know, San Latino. Bruno, you know, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant?
3: Well, actually, it was
2: a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a Does loss.
3: Did have anything to do?
2: Well, yes, but the whole thing is just with rules, as I always understood and wanted to, the title could only be lost by tenure or, or submission which is the same rules as uh, my title the World War Wrestling Federation that night uh, it was to sign up it's very simple head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation vocnation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history
0: This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Dominique,
4: <muching> Dominique, Dominique, s'en un tout simplement, oh Dieu, pauvre chanson, en tout chemin en tout lieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu, il ne parle que du bon Dieu. À l'époque où Jean sainte d'Angleterre était le roi, Dominique, notre
0: père, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the V O C Nation Wrestling Network, V O C Nation dot com, and uh, don't forget to check out not just this show, but all the other great V O C Nation shows. They're available on your favorite podcast provider. Just give a search for the V O C Nation Wrestling Network, and you'll find us right there, including WCW Retro. our host right here our <laughs> is also the host of WCW Retro, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stro. Stro, before we jump back in, man, what do you got going on this
3: week? Well, um, I'm going to be on set for a future mini-series coming up later on this week. So, WCW Retro will be uh empted to next Thursday and the next Thursday. Oh, okay. But next Thursday's topic uh, will be famous wrestling dances. Three
0: wrestling
3: years. dances? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's going to be a very fun topic to look forward to next week. So be thinking about your favorite wrestling dances for next week's show. Uh, this Friday night <laughs> on uh, the Stroh Zone on my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash the Maestro at midnight Eastern Standard Time. The feature will be the Ghost Train. So please uh, <laughs> okay. stay tuned for that. And then uh, Sunday, Sunday night, uh, April 24th, I'm going to be at uh, Extreme World Wrestling's Wrestling, wrestling, uh, excuse me, Wrestle Revolution 2022 uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it will be live on ExtremeTVOnline.com, which is X T R E M E TV Online on space.com. com. Wow! And for more information go to Extreme World Wrestling at World Wrestling dot com That is a, and that also, is... sorry, go ahead. And, oh uh, uh, along with uh, me being there, uh, it's like my big return match to XWW. also be the day of you Hernandez for impact wrestling star Hernandez Oh
0: very cool. Yeah. Hernandez was really tight with um Albert A C Smooth who was part of the network for a long time Uh, they they did some work together i think in tna and uh but albert was part of the original network and then at some point he moved down to florida and um he just bounces around with the different independents uh he used to help out with impact i think now he does stuff with aew like on the side so he's he's definitely involved um but hernandez and him they're like they're like tight as anything they hernandez used to be part of the network briefly actually he had his own show for a little bit um mm. tremendous guy i you know always got along with him just really nice fellow sounds like you got a busy week
3: yeah
0: i don't when yeah, you have time I'm, to sleep
3: been, oh god it's crazy i'm you know i just did commentary for shockwave wrestling entertainment this past weekend
4: oh yeah and, how was that
3: um, yeah it was really they had a good show Okay. They had a really okay. good show and uh the next show uh uh I think it's the second week in May, I believe, we'll I have to double check. But um I'm even having I'm in talks of uh being a manager for a promotion of North. <laughs> so okay. We'll see we'll see how that goes, so I'll give you more of that.
0: Now um how do you like doing commentary?
3: It's great. It yeah. it really is. Uh uh, you know, I mean you know, I, I I just took them advice over the years and a few pointers from commentators that you know i something bumped into and talked to, so I just kind of implement that and that and you know what I do and everything. So, but it's all it's always good to have a good crew to work with. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. I learned so much from uh, Joel Goodhart. I I, I did commentary. On oh yeah, him he's once. great. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: he and he's just he's just so smart. You know, as far as like how to tell a story and, like, effectively tell it. And he was, like, he was the one that taught me about, like, you know, to approach, like, every wrestling hold as if, like, think of the real damage that it would do and, like, the strategy mm-hmm. behind it. So, like, if you're doing, um, for example, a, um, a hammer lock, you know, you're putting pressure on that elbow, you know, you're putting pressure on the shoulder, you're – uh, you're making it difficult for them to do any of their power That's the kind of stuff that he taught me, that like really mm-hmm. stuck with me. You know, um, it helps to like call wrestling as the sport that it is. You know, and so right, that, that's cool. That's that's really cool. I uh, I love doing commentary. That's it's it's a lot easier on the body than when they ask me to bump. So uh. <laughs>
3: yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Uh so nine and, and by the way I had like two or three shows in a the row there where I was taking a bump. So I believe me, I appreciate the opportunity to just sit at the desk sometimes and, and just, <laughs> just enjoy myself, you know. But uh yeah, no, so that's cool. Uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. By the way, U C W A uh on Saturday the thirtieth, which is like uh well, basically 10 days from now, 11 days from now, it's Night of Unusual Matches in Morganville, New Jersey. That's always a good time because it's always like the matches that you would never expect to happen, you know. And um, one thing I thought was pretty cool is actually the legacy title that ECWA has, it's their their mid-card championship, right? Uh, But it's all about respect for the history and everything. Uh, So Travis Lee is the champion. He's going to be defending... Against uh, his sister from another mister, uh, Erica Lee, actually, yeah. at the uh, at the show, which is really cool. It's yeah. the first time that that title has been defended against a female, uh, I think they said in 20 years or something. So it's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long time. So pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. But Night of Unusual right. Matches, uh, ECWA Wrestling.com. Um, tonight, obviously, we're talking about feuds. And uh, just so many great ones over the years. You know, we were talking about, obviously, Randy Orton and uh, John Cena or um, Joe. I forget the one that you said that was uh, – so. but there have been so many, you know, just mm-hmm. just really impactful feuds. Uh, Rat Boy brought up Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, obviously, uh, huge mm-hmm. for the industry. Um, pretty much, yeah. No, I mean, there have been a lot of lot of really good ones. And uh, to look at it today, there aren't as many, you know. I mean, you've got Edge and no. AJ Styles. Um, you know, you've got the tag team feud. But there's just – yeah, there's just not that animosity that there used to be. And I, I think part of the problem is that they're writing week-to-week television, you know. So right. they're always looking to resolve everything – Kind of like Full House, you know. You're trying to resolve everything within an episode, and it's not always mm-hmm. a good idea to do that. No, like how I tied in Full House there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember how good the feud like years ago with Tommy Dreamer and Raven. How, I mean, oh what, last, yeah, what a last great lesson. Yeah, It was an incredible
0: feud, and Tommy yeah. could never win. And they always, like, mm-hmm. build it and build it and build it. And it's like he would come so close and something would always happen where he never yeah. quite got there. And then do you remember, sure, the first time that he pinned Raven, mm-hmm. the lights went out. And then they came back on. And I'm drawing a blank who was attacking him. But there were, Oh, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. That was when yeah. Lawler appeared. Yeah. Ah, ah. So, so he went right from, like, six years – not six years, but probably – Three or four years where he couldn't beat Raven, finally beat him, and then all of a sudden you got Lawler and RVD and Sabu attacking you. Like it's it's amazing. It's uh, it is. Yeah, that was a great feud. That was, and Raven was one of my favorites. He really was. Right. You know the one time um, <laughs> I was writing a story for PWI and I, and I cornered Raven in the parking lot and I was talking to him that, you know, I asked if he wanted to give me any quotes for the story. And he's like, you know, you're a Mark. He called me a Mark. I was still pretty young. That was the first time I had ever been called a Mark by a wrestler. And I'm like, i kind of taken aback. back. I'm like, oh, well, like, you know, no, I'm just like, you know, just looking to write the story. And he's like, no, you're a Mark. And he's like, and I'm insulted and I hate Marks. And he goes to get into the car. And there was a big crowd there. So they're all looking at him when he's yelling at me, right? And he gets into the car show and he rolls down the window and he leans over, he pulls me close and he goes, Don't worry about it, we're all marks. And he winked at me and drove away. But nobody else caught that. Nobody else caught that. And I was like, that's really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Man, like, we're all marks. He's like we're all marks.
3: <laughs> I, I, I still think Flair and Funk was like one of the best feats I've seen too. Oh that yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. For sure. They could
3: have for done sure. so much more of that, too, as much yeah. as they did. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. I remember – um I know Flair had a lot of great feuds, and I don't want to undersell any of them. But for me yeah. personally as a kid, Flair and Kurt Hennig,
3: yeah. know,
0: around like – because obviously Hennig was his manager for a little bit. And then when Hennig came back from that back injury – and they mm-hmm. had a couple matches, including, like, the one, like, leading to Flair leaving WWF at the time, like the Loser Leaves match.
3: Um, right.
0: They did such a good job with that. I was, like, on the edge of my seat just dreading the fact that one of them was leaving. That's how good it was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. They they got me. I actually wish they had followed through and made Kurt Hennig a main event like he always should have been. Um, because right. that feud could have propelled him. hmm So, yeah. I think he jumped from that right into the feud with Sean, though, which was also really good. So he had a good, yeah, like, yeah. nine, ten-month run there. He had the feud. I think he went. He literally went from, like, Flair to Sean to, I think, Luger. Oh, wow. Like, that was, like, nine, ten months right there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Great feuds, great feuds. And and Hennig had some great feuds. He did as well. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hennig definitely had some great feuds. Um, I remember, like, even, like, Hennig and, like, Brutus the Barber. Like, just good stuff. Just good stuff all around.
3: Oh, the talent then was amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. The talent they had.
0: Yeah, if you think about it, these were all guys that would probably have been main eventing those promotions and they were kind of almost held back because they weren't the super heavyweights at the time, you know.
3: Mhm. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Rick Martel. I mean, he actually been the model. Oh, I mean, Oh, god, model. yeah.
0: Yeah. One of my one uh, people always overlook it. But Martel had that that match with Shawn Michaels.
3: Mhm.
0: Where they couldn't hit each other in the face because they were both so beautiful.
3: Yeah,
0: they did an entire match without throwing a punch until the end.
3: Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that was great. It was incredible. Yeah,
0: and and I think Sherry was at the center of it, which made it even doubly good. So
3: that's right. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think, great feuds, great feuds. There's so many. Let's uh, let's bring Rap Boy back on. I'm sure he'll uh. Birthday, like boy. birthday boy, birthday boy, birthday boy. What's <laughs> going on, rat boy? Oh, rat boy! I got a Nothing. rat boy. I I, I got it, rat boy. I got a joke for you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if you get it. I think Stro will get it. All right. So a priest. Oh wait, hold on. What is the um? Oh man. Oh man, you forgot that right? <laughs> I, I forget the punchline already. Yeah, but, you know, you always say like this. You always say it's a priest, a rabbi, and what's the third one? Priest a rabbi and a, <laughs> and a drunk. No, not a drunk. It's always the three religious. <laughs> you know what I mean, Stroh. It's the priest, the rabbi and mm-hmm. the Whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right, well we'll say the drunk. The priest okay, so this particular joke. The priest, a rabbit, and a drunk walk into a bar. And the bartender says to the rabbit, what do you want to drink? And the rabbit says, I don't know why you're asking me. I'm just a typo. (laughs) Joe got it. (laughs) Because he's not a rabbi. He's a rabbit. (laughs) (laughs)
4: It's stupid
0: It's stupid I knew you Uh, uh, were
4: I I, got a good
0: question
4: I got a good question Okay Alright It's about that new guy Okay I'm going to read my junk mail
0: while you're doing that Go ahead
4: What's his name uh, Elias's brother?
0: Yeah, Ezekiel.
4: I'm, I sure. lie detector test. Yeah, I know. Are you sure that it is the real Elias?
0: Sorry, I'm just reading my junk mail. Keep going, what? wait, he's
4: saying, i am looking at the picture of him and Elias together. Yeah. Photoshop I'm not sure i i, I think i i, I think that his brother put it that way okay it's not because, 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 because he looks smaller than than Elias in the picture
3: yeah.
4: okay yeah uh, i i mean watch the face.
0: The I don't know
4: Resemble a anyway.
0: That's because he has a beard.
4: Right, he's got a beard, but if you take the beard off, he, he won't look like that. You probably I would. Think he that's probably looks right. just like that. that. <laughs> I'm sure you know it. It it's me. This this. He came came last week. You know, for Kevin only thought he's a liar. Oh, Do
3: you just call him
4: a liar. He's a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that in a long run, something's going to happen. A liar's going to appear and say, How huh,
0: he's telling the truth now." You know? I don't think so. But maybe what they could do, Stroh, is you remember when they did the Mick Foley thing where they had Cactus Jack and Mankind and Dude Love all on the same screen when they were yeah. interviewing each other? Maybe they could do something like that. Nope. Right. Yep. Are you thinking what I think you're thinking? I think I am yeah. thinking what you think I think you're thinking.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, boy, they're the same guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe Elias be the Wikipedia It's never Leave my brother alone. Yeah, I can What's happen, too. You know?
0: Never lies. never lies, never lies, never
4: lies. Yeah, but I tell you what, they—they uh, uh, they got everybody buzzing right now on, on that one. Is that a or not? Oh, to me, I don't do mean, think uh, who do they got I buzzing.
0: Oh, do you said they got lie. everybody. buzzing. I'm not buzzing. Who's buzzing about this? Everybody in my head. You're throwing out you're throwing out statistics. So tell me, who, who are the faces behind these statistics? All right. one thing,
4: one person that's <laughs> buzzing about it is your own boss, the ECWA boss, Joe Gizola. He's buzzing about it. Did you just call him Joe Ebola? Yeah, the, the Boer, whatever his name is, I don't care because, because I know Zinoli. I know one I know a fact. I guess, yeah. Okay, I know a yeah. fact that Joe, but uh one that uh one two three can't count rest. John,
0: again, are
4: twin brothers.
0: All right, brother. This is why I don't usually bring him back. straight. he runs out of material. <laughs>
4: no I love you what, what happy are you birthday yeah you know it, it, I'm still buzzing about is that Elias or not I'm saying it's not
0: alright brother happy birthday
4: alright well I gotta get going
0: alright see you then <laughs> Uh let's go to Saint Louis. We got Torah. Yeah. Torita. What's going on, Toria? What's up? What's going on? Nothing. We're just uh we're just partying. Partying. It's a Tuesday night and the mood is right. Too. I'm partying too. Oh, you're always partying. Where's the party tonight? Where's the water hall? Everybody here left. Everybody left. Doesn't sound like a party.
4: Yeah. Not right. sure. So, how are you Laura, doing? What's your
0: favorite wrestling feud? I'm, I'm doing good. What's your favorite wrestling feud? Hey, Randy Orton. Randy Orton is your favorite wrestling feud. Very good. Anybody in particular that he fought? mm um, Gable
4: Stevens?
0: Evil Stevens. Very good. Uh, yeah.
4: Stevenson? Gable Stevenson? Yeah.
0: This is fun. Okay. I got you. That'll be a fun feud someday. Oh, yeah. All right, Tora, I, I I'm gonna let you go, but I love talking to you as always. It's uh, you're a
3: treat.
0: Yeah, you're a treat that can't be
4: beat. Yeah, I can
0: see why. I can see why. Keep on, keep it on, Tora. Love you. All right, well that was fun. Sure, you remember that Randy Orton, Gable, Stevenson feud? I think I missed that one.
3: Yeah, I, think come, it's come it's it. I, I think I did too.
0: Coming soon.
3: I thought she was she gonna say. Uh, or something. I thought she was
0: gonna say the shoosh guy. Shoosh guy has the been shoosh. amazing. The shoosh. shoosh.
3: Oh, he's great.
0: <laughs> Talk about making chicken salad.
3: Oh man, he's one of the highlights of the show now.
0: I know. I know. I know. And then what will happen is they'll eventually just have um, Otis turn on them and destroy them, and then uh, they'll be directionless.
3: It's a shame.
0: They don't build feuds like they used to. I'll take Flair and Funk any day of the week. Oh, gosh. Because I don't see anybody on the roster that's touching that feud.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I really miss feuds like that. Yeah. They keep you on the edge,
0: you know. uh, Speaking of Edge, I think the closest one we've had was Edge and Roman Reigns. And that was such a distance from uh, what it could have been.
3: Oh, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So you're going flair and funk for your favorite of all time?
3: It's got to be right up there. Yeah. 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 Although Dustin and Flair had has to be
0: <laughs> That was good too. Oh
3: god, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, I mean there have been some good ones, for sure. Like I said, for me as a child, um Hennig and Flair was up there. Um but there have been so many.
3: I, Hogan, Hogan of mine. and Savage. Yes, Hogan and Savage, yes. Yeah. Um, another one I, I forgot to mention that really was intense was uh, Magneto and Billy Glancer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I quit matching started. Oh my god! Yeah.
0: So incredible. So incredible. And as you mentioned earlier, Raven and Dreamer.
3: Mm-hmm. That's right. Did oh, such man. a good a job shoot.
0: with that. Yeah. Yes. Just uh, you, could, Paul Heyman, was so smart is so
3: smart mm-hmm. to this
0: day. It's just like everything he touches is just like the best thing on the show.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So.
0: Well, I I think if it's all right with you, we could probably get out of here. I mean, it seems like it's kind of a quiet night.
3: That's that, that, that good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I could definitely use the sleep, so... Um. Mm. <laughs> So I know you were just kind of plugging it a couple of minutes ago, but, uh, you know, let us know uh, what you got going on this week.
3: Well, um, WCW Retro is uh, uh, being preempted next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern standard time of com. and next Thursday night we'll be discussing wrestling dances over the years. So uh, be thinking about like, that for next Thursday. Like the worm.
0: Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like it when two pool was like this and then they go hey, like <laughs> that. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. Love those
3: guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday night throw zone at uh midnight even standard time on facebook.com dot so slash throw the my throw. So feature Friday night will be the ghost train. Back in the day, so see send us that. And Sunday I'm gonna be uh making my big day- My return to Extreme World Wrestling or Extreme World Wrestling's Wrestling Revolution show live on Extreme TV Online. That's X-T-R-E-N-E-T-V Online.com. April 24th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, looking forward to coming back next WWE family.
0: Very cool. Very cool. ECWA returns April 30th. Morganville, New Jersey. New Jersey dugout in Morganville. It is ECWA Night of Unusual Matches. Uh, So stay tuned to the Facebook page for ECWA-East Coast Wrestling Association for more on that event and tickets and information available via ECWAWrestling.com. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Thank you for the best casting crew in the world. Uh, Great topic by Pat. Got a lot of mileage out of it tonight. And uh, thank you to all the callers for supporting us, as always. Uh, don't forget to check out all the other great shows on vocnation.com and be on the lookout this weekend for a new edition of Bumps and Thumps with Brian Ferguson, WCW Retro, back next week. And uh, we'll be back next week as well. So everybody, tune in, stay tuned, take care, be good to one another. I love you all very much. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.